Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. I assume your spouse complains that you don't fulfill them sexually. Maybe your mate says that you're cold, that you have some kind of sexual hangup, or that you just don't love them because if you did, then you'd want to make love. Maybe your spouse says these things because you won't do something they want you to do, or they want to have sex a lot more often than you do, or maybe it's because you do reject them sexually. They want to make love to you, but you seldom, if ever, want to make love to them. I mean, after all, it's your body, your mind, your decision. If you want to make love, that's your right. If you don't want to make love, that's your right as well. Please know that I agree with that principle. I don't ever want to encourage anyone to allow themselves to be used by someone else. I believe in the principle of self-determination. That means you get to make your own choices. You're nobody's slave. At the same time, I also know that if your spouse truly is sexually unfulfilled and you refuse to be a vital part of their sex life, your marriage will, in all likelihood, end. End because they don't get enough sex? Well, that's only part of it. Deeper and more importantly, when people feel rejected sexually, they almost always feel rejected personally. They think things like, am I not pretty enough? Handsome enough? Am I terrible in bed? Is it because you don't love me? Are you wanting someone else? Yes, there's a strong sexual component. People have an innate need to have sex, but it's not only to have sexual pleasure. At core, it's really about a deeply personal connection with another person. Hopefully, with the person that you love. It's a desire that has at the heart of it a craving to be one with another. You see, that's what passion really is. It's much more than wanting an orgasm or experiencing sexual pleasure. It's a longing to be one with a human who wants to be one with you. That means if your spouse isn't fulfilled sexually, it very, very likely means they aren't fulfilled relationally. They vacillate between wondering what's wrong with them and wondering what's wrong with you. They question whether you love, or even if you can love. They question whether they're lovable or lovely. That's the real reason most people end the marriage when they feel sexually unfulfilled. It's not just the sex. It's the lack of a loving connection. Now, unfortunately, they may confuse wanting sex with wanting connection and wind up doing stupid sexual things but those things don't fulfill them. They may continue to chase those things, hoping they will somehow, someday, bring them what they're looking for, but they no longer look for it with you. Sometimes a person will stay in the marriage even without that connection, even if they feel rejected as a person and as a partner. In those situations, the probability of a mate either turning to porn or to outside sexual liaisons goes up dramatically. They stay in the marriage, but in very crucial ways, they aren't faithful to it. I know. 
In my business, I witness it every day. Hi, I'm Dr. Joe Beam. I earned my PhD studying the causes of and correlations between marital satisfaction and sexual satisfaction. I've read the research and I've done the research. I know that there is a worldwide consensus among researchers and therapists that marital satisfaction and sexual satisfaction are strongly, actually inextricably, connected. They rise and fall together. We know that with rare exception, a spouse who is sexually dissatisfied is also dissatisfied with their marriage. Or, on the other hand, if they're dissatisfied with the marriage, they're also sexually dissatisfied in that marriage. That means that making love to your mate isn't only about sex. It's also very much about the connection between the two of you. Now, if you're ready for your marriage to be over, or if you're okay with your mate finding some degree of sexual release through porn or having sex with other people, then the rest of this video likely has little interest to you. However, if you want to have a good marriage, but your spouse is complaining about being sexually unfulfilled or sexually rejected, then I have three suggestions for you. Now, before I explain them in more detail, here's a quick overview. The first one helps you analyze when it's a good thing to reject what your spouse wants sexually and when it may not be a good thing to do. The second teaches you the most successful way to communicate to your spouse why you don't want to do something sexually. You see, how you present your refusal is a major factor in whether your spouse feels rejected. Do it right, and your mate actually will feel good about your refusal. Now, really pay attention during that suggestion. Now, the last one guides you through what to do if there are sexual difficulties because of your relationship with each other, or because of things that happened in your past or your mate's past. Now, my first suggestion to you as the person whose spouse feels sexually rejected is to ask yourself this question. Are my reasons for refusing my mate sexually valid reasons or not? If, for example, your spouse wants sex outside of your moral boundaries, it's valid to refuse. If they want you to do something you think you'd hate, it's valid to be hesitant. But knowing that sexual satisfaction is so very crucial to marital satisfaction, is it a wise thing to refuse your spouse sexually because they want sex more than you do? Or if they ask you to try new things that you haven't done before? I mean, where's the line? Uh, what is reasonable and what isn't? If your mate wants sex so often that it becomes something you dread or that your body just can't do, it is reasonable to want them to back off on the demands. But is that when they want sex every day? Every other day? Three times a week? If your mate wants you to try a new thing, but you're hesitant because either you think you won't like it or you're not sure if it's right or wrong, should you obstinately refuse? Or should you try because you realize it's a very important thing to your spouse? You see, there are good reasons to refuse. But are your reasons good ones considering the future of your marriage? Now, if you're thinking, how do I know? I strongly urge you to find wise counsel rather than just keep on refusing your spouse about these things. If you don't know who to ask, ask me. Email your questions to askjoe at marriagehelper.com. I 
can't promise to respond to every email, of course, but I will see them all. And I'll make new videos answering the most common questions I get. I also suggest you check out the seven and a half hours of video teaching I do about sex. They're in bite-sized segments, of course. I include assessments that you download and complete privately. Some of them give you insight into your own sexuality. Others examine whether you may be sexually inhibited, even if you think you're not. One analyzes your sexual compatibility with your spouse. And I also give you practical and effective assessments to use before you do something sexually to evaluate how you'll feel about it afterwards if you do it. I've let several marriage counselors use those, and they love helping their clients with them. Now, if you want to know more about that series, you can find it at sparkyourmarriage.com. The point I'm making here is that you shouldn't do anything sexually with your spouse that causes you any physical, emotional, or moral problems. But please be honest with yourself. Don't pretend you have good reasons that keep you from fulfilling your spouse if those reasons really aren't true. My second suggestion is this. The way you react to your mate when they want sex is crucial to keeping your spouse from feeling rejected. You may be thinking, well, what about the way my spouse approaches me sexually? Isn't that important? Yes. In our video here on YouTube for the spouse feeling sexually rejected, I explain that. Now, if your mate does not talk with you about their needs, their desires, or what they feel, you can feel like an object rather than their lover. If your spouse expects you to somehow know the things they feel and always do the things they want you to do, it becomes frustrating for both of you. For example, your spouse may nuzzle up next to you in bed and expect you to understand that sexual cue and be immediately responsive. Sometimes that works well. You get the message and you make love. Sometimes that unspoken cue does not work well. Maybe you've had a bad day. Maybe you're ticked about something they did earlier. Your spouse nuzzles, you turn your back, fluff your pillow, and try to go to sleep. Your mate lies there steaming, not only angry for the rejection of their sexual needs, but deeply hurt because this seems to be your pattern and they feel rejected on several levels. You lie there frustrated because you feel that they want you only for sexual release, that they don't care about what you feel or what you want. Now, am I saying that that would be the best time to turn over and have an in-depth conversation? Maybe, maybe not. But rather than repeating those types of frustrating experiences over and again, conversations need to occur. Right place, right time, right situation, of course. And that conversation from your side shouldn't be, what's wrong with you? Why do you constantly want sex from me when you don't give me any emotional support? Why shouldn't it be like that? Because when you attack, the other person becomes defensive. That's what humans do. The conversation when you explain why you don't want to participate in a sexual encounter should be about what you feel, not about what the other person does. If you say, you don't love me or you treat me differently, you get one kind of a reaction. On the other hand, if you say, I find myself worrying that you don't love me and it breaks my heart, you get a very different kind of reaction. Therefore, the conversation should be calm, not forced, not an attack, but a gentle sharing of what you feel, 
what you want, why you want it, and how you react when you feel that you're being asked to do something that at the time you don't want to do. Now, this makes no difference if you're the husband or the wife. The same principle applies. Speak from your heart. Try to be understood rather than trying to convince your spouse. When they reply, listen to what they say. Really listen. Open the communication line so that each of you genuinely cares about what the other feels, what the other person wants or desires to do, and what they very much don't want to do. In that vein, explain why you don't want to do what your spouse wants you to do sexually. Be honest about what you feel while trying your best to understand your spouse's side. I'll make up something here so I can explain. Um, Suppose a husband wants his wife to make love on the patio late at night, but she doesn't want to do that. Rather than responding with a no, she asks why he wants to do that. In this scenario, let's say that hubby explains that he used to go out on the patio late at night when he was a kid and wonder about the person he would someday marry. He'd pray while out there that God would send him an amazing woman who would love him without reservation. He tells her that he wants to make love with her out there so that he can relive those warm, loving feelings from his childhood. That making love with her on the patio would touch emotions deep within him. Now, if the wife finds that poignant, she may agree to make love on the patio. Or she may still have strong reservations about it because she's afraid that someone might see them and that's beyond her moral boundaries. Simply saying no will very, very likely come across as rejection. Not just sexual rejection, but personal rejection. That husband will feel that he opened his heart to his wife, but that his wife doesn't care. That's why I say that if you say no, explain exactly what you're saying no to, then explain why you don't want to do that, especially explaining how it would make you feel if you did it. Be as open about your feelings your dreams, and your desires as your spouse was. Start by communicating that you understand why what your spouse requested is important to them, if, of course, they told you why. Then, if you're going to reject the request your spouse makes, immediately do four things. First, make it clear exactly what you're refusing to do. Second, explain why you don't want to do that. Third, share how you would feel if you did. And fourth, Offer an alternative that you believe your spouse will enjoy instead. So in the story I was just using as an illustration, she says to her husband, I truly appreciate your telling me this part of your childhood and what making love on the patio means to you. I see why this is so important to you. It touches my heart. I want to fulfill you and help you fulfill your dreams, but I don't want to make love on the patio. I'm not refusing to make love to you in you in different ways. Is that I don't want to do it out there. Now, I don't want to frustrate you, but I didn't speak from my heart. The reason that I don't want to do that is that when I was a teen, my boyfriend often tried to expose my body to other people. We'd be riding along and he'd suddenly pull up my blouse and bra, exposing my breast to passing cars or people walking nearby. I was humiliated when he did things like that. I felt like I'd done something very wrong. It was awful. If we may love on that patio, I'll be scared that a neighbor may see us and I'll relive those terrible memories. It's not that I reject you or your dreams. I just don't want to relive 
my nightmares. Now, if you push, I may wind up doing it, but I'll resent you for it. I don't want to feel resentment. I want to feel close to you, not used by you. Sounds like an unsolvable issue, doesn't it? But recall the fourth part of what to do here? Offer an alternative. Doing that communicates clearly that you care and that you want to be sexually and relationally fulfilling to your spouse. So, in our made-up story, she may offer to make love to him in the living room, in the darkness, with the sliding doors open to the patio. Or maybe even that she'll start saving money so they can build a wooden fence so that she could feel comfortable making love to him on the patio late at night. If neither of those appeal to him, they continue to talk about it in a calm, loving manner until he found a workable compromise. The principle is that you listen with the heart and speak from the heart. Remember, when your mate knows specifically what you don't want to do, rather than thinking you aren't interested in making love at all, and here's why you don't want to do it, how you would feel if you did, and then to prove that you aren't rejecting the person but a specific act, you offer an alternative, you have a far greater chance of compromising in a way that leads both of you to be sexually and emotionally satisfied. If you've done all the things I talked about, but your spouse still tries to push you into doing something you don't want to do, or if you continue to have a noticeable lack of desire to make love with your spouse, I have a third suggestion. Seek professional help. At some point, that professional help may need to be directly about sex. However, there's a much greater likelihood that the professional help that will do the most for your marriage is professional help for your relationship. If your spouse is controlling, uncaring, selfish, or a number of other things, then you won't get excited about fulfilling your mate sexually or any other way. Even if they tell you why they want what they want, you're probably thinking, yeah, it's all about what you want. Everything focuses on you. You don't care anything about me. And when you tell why you feel what you feel and your sexual reservations, your spouse may ignore it as, you just don't like sex. It's always about what you want. Remember what I said earlier about the correlation between marital satisfaction and sexual satisfaction? You aren't going to make your marriage or your sex life better until you do something about the problems in your relationship. That's especially true if either of you have had an affair or if you or your spouse has been into porn. Those things make it much tougher to respond to the other's sexual desires and needs. However, there is a way, a good effective way to have a great sex life between the two of you. We know. We help people with all types of relationship problems, including affairs, to love each other and want to be loving to each other again. If your sex problem is based in your relationship, we're experts in helping people repair relationships. Check out our website at marriagehelper.com. We work with every kind of marriage problem you can imagine from affairs to just not liking each other. We can help. We can guide you to the best resources for your situation. We have everything from articles and videos to phone coaching to an amazing three-day workshop. Call us at 866-903-0990. One of our client representatives will tell you what we can do for your situation. 
that's not a hotline. Our CRs aren't counselors or coaches, but they are experts at understanding what you need and letting you know where to get it. Call us today. We want to help. Thank you.